Jack had always stayed with Laura to take care of her and the family. He was especially Laura's own dog. She did not know how to explain to him that he must go now with Pa in the wagon and leave her behind. Perhaps he would not understand that she was coming later on the train. She could not stay with him long now because there was so much work to be done. But all that afternoon, she said to him, Good dog, Jack whenever she could. She gave him a good supper, and after the dishes were washed and the table set for an early breakfast, she made his bed. His bed was an old horse blanket in a corner of the lean-to at the back door. He had slept there ever since they moved into this house where Laura slept in the attic and he could not climb the attic ladder. For five years he had slept there, and Laura had kept his bed aired and clean and comfortable. But lately, she had forgotten it. He had tried to scratch it up and arrange it himself, but the blanket was packed down in hard ridges. He watched her while she shook it out and made it comfortable. He smiled and wagged, pleased that she was making his bed for him. She made a round nest in it, and patted it to show him that it was ready. He stepped in and turned himself around once. He stopped to rest his stiff legs and slowly turned again. Jack always turned around three times before he lay down to sleep at night. He had done it when he was a young dog in the big woods. He had done it in the grass under the wagon every night. It is a proper thing for dogs to do. So wearily he turned himself around the third time and curled down with a bump and a sigh. But he held his head up to look at Laura. She stroked his head where the fine gray hairs were, and she thought of how good he had always been. She had always been safe from wolves or Indians because Jack was there, and how many times he had helped her bring in the cows at night— How happy they had been playing along Plum Creek and in the pool where the fierce old crab had lived. And when she had gone to school, he had always been waiting at the ford for her when she came home. Good Jack, good dog, she told him. He turned his head to touch her hand with the tip of his tongue. Then he let his nose sink onto his paws, and he sighed, and he closed his eyes. He wanted to sleep now. In the morning, when Laura came down the ladder into the lamplight, Pa was going out to do the chores. He spoke to Jack, but Jack did not stir. Only Jack's body, stiff and cold, lay curled there on the blanket. They buried it on the low slope above the wheat field, by the path he used to run down so gaily when he was going with Laura to bring in the cows. Pa spaded the earth over the box and made the mound smooth. Grass would grow there after they'd all gone away to the west. Jack would never again sniff the morning air and go springing over the short grass with his ears up and his mouth laughing. He would never nudge his nose under Laura's hand again, to say he wanted her to pet him. There had been so many times that she might have petted him without being asked and hadn't. Don't cry, Laura, Pa said. 
He has gone to the happy hunting grounds. Truly, Pa? Laura managed to ask. Good dogs have their reward, Laura, Paul told her. Perhaps in the happy hunting grounds, Jack was running gaily in the wind over some high prairie as he used to run on the beautiful wild prairies of Indian territory. Perhaps at last he was catching a jackrabbit. He had tried so often to catch one of those long-eared, long-legged rabbits and never could. That morning, Pa drove away in the rattling old wagon behind Aunt Dosia's buggy. Jack was not standing beside Laura to watch Pa go. There was only emptiness to turn to instead of Jack's eyes looking up to say that he was there to take care of her. Laura knew then that she was not a little girl anymore. Now she was a